Ladies and gentlemen, Andy here, day 91 of the Inner Winner Show. And we are carrying on from yesterday's episode, where I was reading out some questions from Ed, one of my patrons, about my getting laid journey. If you want to ask me questions and have me answer them on a podcast, join my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash kill your inner loser, and I'll answer them on future podcasts, just like this one. The next question that he asks is a big one. It's multiple questions in one. Did you have any particular sticking points in terms of actually getting laid? For instance, last minute resistance, getting second dates, keeping girls around after you had sex with them the first time, getting really hot girls, etc. I will answer each one of those separately. So in terms of last minute resistance, which is basically you've you've got a girl, I don't use that term, but it's essentially you've got a girl in your apartment, in your bed, you're about to have sex, and then right at the last second, she's like, oh, I'm not ready, or, you know, we're going too fast, that kind of stuff. Yes, that was something that used to happen to me all the time, like a hell of a lot. I had a whole lot of frustration around that. That was just because I wasn't making it clear what my intentions were. I played it, as I talked about in the previous podcast, I played it really safe on dates. I didn't make it clear that I was into the girls. I would go on like five dates with some girls and not make a move. So then when we did eventually get back to the bedroom, of course she's going to want to take it slow. I haven't been giving the vibes to make it clear that I want sex. And in some cases, and I hate to say it, but I was using like pickup artist techniques, so to speak. And I was trying to trick the girls into getting into my bedroom. And what I mean by that is, you know, rather than directly saying, do you want to come back to my apartment? And then we get back to my place and then saying like, you know, yo, let's go into the bedroom or or just kissing her or any of that stuff. I was trying to like snake my way into every girl's pants. Like I would make up dumb reasons for them to come to my apartment. And they would say like, oh, what are we going to do at your apartment? I'd be like, don't worry, we're just, you know, I'm not going to make a move on you. Like I would literally tell them, I'm not going to push, I'm not going to make a move on you. And remember that this is on top of me having very like friendly dates. I wasn't making it clear that I wanted to have sex. I wasn't being sexual. I wasn't making a move. Um, When I hit on them, it was really like friendly and safe. I was playing it safe. I was giving off more like boyfriend vibes, I was playing it way too safe. And so, yes, I got a hell of a lot of this last minute resistance. What you find as you get more confident, or maybe I can phrase it like, as you get more honest with girls about what your actual intentions are, you just don't get last minute resistance anymore. It it just doesn't. Why would it ever happen? Especially once you start being really honest, if any girls are ever nervous, or they do think that you're moving too quick, or they're not ready to have sex with you, or they're hesitant, when you're coming from a place of honesty, it's such a, it's seriously not a big deal anymore. Like if this last minute resistance thing isn't even a big deal if you're honest. Like two weeks ago, my girlfriend Imogen and I, we met a girl, we're at a bar. I said to her, do you want to come back to our place? And she kind of like ummed and ah, she's like, ah, like, I guess you can call that last minute resistance. But because I'm at a point where I'm honest with everyone all the time. I was just like, oh, like, what's up? Like, you know, you seem hesitant. Like, I'm not going to pressure you, but like, what's up? And she kind of like, she was a bit shy and she ummed and nod. And eventually we got her to admit like she was on her period and she was worried that like, you know, we can't have sex. We ended up having sex anyway. We just put a towel down. But, you know, she was really self-conscious about that. And she didn't want to disappoint us. She didn't want it to be weird. She didn't want to gross us out. 
in the past, I've had girls on their period and they've given like this last minute resistance. And because I wasn't coming from a place of honesty, because I was really weird and I treated girls like they were the enemy, like I was trying to conquer them rather than, you know, just be honest and have a good time and, and have sex with them. I handled it really badly and it was, my results were so much worse back. Sorry, I think I just got cut off then. My results were so much worse back then when I wasn't coming from a place of honesty. Because if a girl did have hesitations, all I tried to do was manipulate her into doing it anyway. Or I'd try and pretend that her, you know, hesitations didn't exist. I'd literally autistically ignore them and just try and push through anyway, which is not the way to fucking do it. I think you guys, if you're following my website, if you read my blog, if you listen to my podcast, you know I'm all about honesty and I am not about lying or manipulating or just pushing through when a girl has hesitation. Like for fuck's sakes, please don't do that. And what you find is if you just handle this resistance, again, I don't like using the word resistance. Maybe hesitation is a better word. If you handle this hesitation with just honesty and I guess empathy as well, of course, and just say like, oh, what's up? Like, you know, are you you nervous or something? Like you will find 99% of girls will open up to you and say like, yeah, I just, you know, I just don't know if I want to move too fast. At that point, you can just be like, oh, that's cool. Like, why don't we go back to my place? You know, we can kiss, we can fool around a bit. And if you feel like we're moving too fast, you just have to say stop and like, we'll slow down. Like, I don't want to push you if you're not into it. That's not very fun. And you will find like 99% of girls just go like, okay, I, I guess we can go to your apartment. You take it slow and you find once you start making out, like th- you don't get that last minute resistance because you've been fucking honest. She understands that you're going to stop if she's not comfortable with something. That's the main reason that you get last minute resistance is because a girl is sometimes scared or hesitant or nervous or insecure. But the main thing is that she's scared that you won't stop or she's scared that she won't know how to say stop. That's another big fear that girls have. They're not quite sure if they can trust themselves in the moment to say like, hey, wait, can we slow down? Because a lot of girls are very shy. A lot of girls are very agreeable. They don't like to be confrontational. And they're worried that they might get too far, like they might go a little too far for what they're comfortable with. So if you're just fucking honest and if you just make it clear like, no, I'm not going to push you. Like, why would I push you? That's weird. Like, we'll just have a good time. If you want to stop, we'll stop. Once you do that, you find this last minute resistance just absolutely goes away. So yes, to circle back and answer the question, I used to get last minute resistance all the time. I handled it terribly. Sometimes I would like be basically fighting the girl. And I don't mean like physically fighting, but like pushing up against this last minute resistance for like hours. And I'm not glad that I did that. I will never be glad that I did that. At the time, I was glad I did it because I was like, wow, look at me. You know, I'm such a fucking strong man. You know, I was, I'm persevering. No, man, like you don't need to do that shit at all. If you just stop and say like, oh, like, are you nervous? Like, do, do you want me to stop? Like, what's up? If you just have a fucking honest conversation, you can solve that shit in 15 seconds. In 15 seconds, she'll be like, okay, I'm just nervous. But like, do you promise that we'll stop if, I'm, if I want to? And you'd be like, yeah, of course. And then she'll be like, okay, well, you know, maybe we can keep going. You Seriously, that solves 99% of the problems. Whereas trying to push against this last minute resistance, like the the red pill way or the pickup artist way. First of all, it's not what you should be fucking doing anyway. Like if a girl is nervous and hesitant, don't fucking push her for fuck's sakes. Would you want that to happen to you? No, fuck no. Then don't do it to her. But second of all, it's not even fucking effective. It's an ineffective way to hurt someone. So please don't fucking do it. Next question or next part of that question is 
Uh, did I have any sticking points with getting second dates? For me, no, not personally, because I was very, I'm quite funny. Um, I'm quite silly on the first dates. Uh, I guess because I was playing it so safe, a lot of girls expected that we would have a second date. What I struggled with was getting laid. Um, I was really good at getting like two or three dates out of a girl. And then most of them would drop off after that point. Cause they'd be like, well, he's not going to make a move on me. He's a bit of a pussy. So I can't be bothered doing this anymore. But no, generally speaking, if I had a first date, I was, I would, I won't say all the time. Um, but most of the time I would end up having a second date. Bear in mind, I know why Ed is asking a lot of these questions because some of his sticking points are the things that he's listed here. And that's important to point out because we all have different sticking points. Some of the things that I found incredibly easy, other guys find incredibly difficult and vice versa. Some of the things that I fucking really struggled with, other guys don't have a problem with. I know a lot of guys, I have a couple of coaching clients whose issue is getting girls to stick around after they have sex with them. But these guys have absolutely no issues with getting laid. Like with almost no effort, they can get laid at least once every week. Their issue is like keeping the girls interested in them and not being seen as like a fuck boy and trying to do relationships. That shit was easy for me. So we all have different sticking points. We all have different hurdles that we have to overcome. There will be a lot of overlap between you and the next person, but there will also be a lot of like unique hurdles that you need to overcome by yourself. I don't mean by yourself because you have support from all of us, but you get what I mean. Uh, the next part of the question, keeping girls around after you had sex with them the first time. Uh, that was like, I was reasonably okay at that. I mean, I wouldn't say I was perfect at that at the start because I didn't really know what I was doing in, in the bedroom. Um, I don't think it was ever something I really struggled with though. Like, so I had some girls that dropped off, um, other girls that saw me. I think... Because for the most part, early on, when I would have struggled with this stuff, um, the reason I didn't struggle with it was because I was going mostly for really shy girls. There was a long period of time where I would hit on basically only Asian girls because they just tended to be the nicest to me. They were the friendliest to me. They took the least amount of effort, you know what I mean? And because I was really shy and I just needed like any validation that I could get, I hit on mostly Asian girls. And so those kind of girls tended to be a lot less experienced. And so when you have sex with them, they're not going to go off and have sex with someone else. Like they want to keep seeing you. They'd be heartbroken if you had a one night stand with them. So retention in that term, like seeing a girl multiple times was never really that hard for me early on. And then when I started dating more girls on Tinder and like more of the party girls, more of the like independent girls, it wasn't really an issue for me then either, because by that point I'd built up enough experience that I was pretty good at sex. I was like better than the average person. So most girls saw me just because like, oh, this guy actually knows how to fuck. You know, he's clearly had a lot of practice. He's experimented a lot. He's trying a lot of things. Um, at that point I'd written a few sexual bucket lists and I was like working on ticking off everything from that bucket list, which is a great way to keep girls seeing you, by the way, if you have a bucket list and you say to girls like, Hey, I have all these fantasies. I'm trying to like fulfill all of them. Girls are like, Holy shit. Like, yeah, I want to explore some of that shit with you. That's so fucking cool. I've never met anyone who was into that shit. So that makes keeping girls around a million times easier. If you have a sexual bucket list, I talk about it all the time. I'll leave a link in the show notes below. So the forward slash 91. 
Um, I've got an article on how to write your own sexual bucket list and how to make that happen with girls. And the final part of that question is, did I have any sticking points with getting really hot girls? Yeah, for sure. I talked about that on the previous podcast. So I've already answered that on yesterday's podcast. Uh, I really struggled with hot girls. I really didn't feel like I deserved them. I had a couple of breakdowns. Um, To expand upon that, I I didn't even approach any hot girls for the longest time. Like I, I literally wouldn't approach them. I'd see hot girls and my friends would hit on them, but I just couldn't. And my friends would be like, how come you never hit on the really hot chicks? And I would say, like, I can't. Like, I just, I can't. They're too hot for me. They're they're too good for me. I'm not good enough. Like, they're just better people than me. And that took a while to get through. I think I had to talk to, like, 300 girls, like, hit on 300 girls before I could finally talk to, like, my first actually hot chick, like a really, really stunningly hot chick. So, yeah, I think that's something that a lot of guys struggle with. Some guys can just do it. Again, we all have different sticking points. I know a few of my clients who've barely talked to any girls, but they pretty much exclusively talk to hot girls because they just feel more comfortable with that. They feel nervous talking to like cute girls or average girls. I was always really comfortable talking to average girls because most average girls are pretty nice. Not that hot girls aren't, but when you're less attractive like I was, the average girls will give you a better response because they'll be more grateful that you're talking to them. Whereas the hot chicks, it's like I get hit on all the time. And you look really average. So why are you talking to me? They'll never say that. Most hot girls are ridiculously nice, just like most girls are ridiculously nice, but your results won't be as good. So I kind of avoided it. I didn't really hit on any hot chicks. Yeah. And on Tinder, I didn't really match with any hot chicks. Um, Probably until I got some really decent photos. And definitely once I got like a photo of my abs, um, and the BDSM pictures that I have, that definitely helped. And then I started matching with hot girls and getting laid with a few. To be clear, though, unless you're absolutely elite, which I certainly am not, I would never claim to be that. I don't think I ever have claimed to be that. Unless you're elite looking, most of your lays won't be super hot girls. You'll bang really cute girls once you get to that point. Like most of the girls that I bang are really cute. There's a few cute ones. I don't bang any unattractive girls anymore. I haven't for quite a while because I I don't want to anymore. Thank God I finally raised my standards because I used to have really low standards, as a lot of you guys would know. Um, And every now and then you'll bang like a really hot girl, probably like one in in five, maybe less than that, will be like really, really hot. And that's kind of par for the course. You'll find that I guess even the elite guys, they'll bang more hot chicks than I will. But hot chicks won't be your bread and butter is what I'm getting at. And if you only go for hot girls, you're not really going to have many results. You're not going to have a great time of this because you're going to have, there aren't that many hot girls to begin with. A lot of them are already taken and they obviously have quite high standards or why wouldn't they? So you're better off going for really cute girls and hot girls. And then the really cute girls give you like experience, if you know what I mean. And they keep... They keep your momentum because, again, if you only go for the hottest hot girls, you just won't get laid because you'll be rusty. By the time one is into you, it would have been like months before you got laid. You'll be too rusty and you won't be able to pull the trigger. So hit on really cute girls and really hot girls. The really cute girls will be your bread and butter and you'll get some really hot girls every now and then, probably like one in every five girls. Again, this doesn't apply if you're super elite, like you just look absolutely fucking male model tier. 
at that point, yeah, you probably can only hit on the hot chicks. Or if you're super rich as well, if you fucking Dan Bulzarian, you only fuck supermodels, fine. That's a different story. So next question is, what change did you make that you think made the biggest difference in your results? Uh, going all in. Yeah, 100% that. I've also phrased this to a couple of my coaching clients as the fuck it moment, as in the moment where you're so frustrated that you just say, fuck it. I can't take this anymore. I have to get laid. And at that moment, you're willing to do whatever it takes. Like you will do anything. I had a guy on the forums. I'm not going to call him out by name, but um, today he just said, he was talking about Tinder and talking about boosts. And he said, I haven't been using any boosts on Tinder. Even though in my Tinder guide, I make it abundantly clear that you need to be paying for Tinder boosts if you want to get laid a lot. If you want to emulate my results, unless you're a fucking supermodel, you need to pay for a lot of boosts. And this guy wasn't paying for them because he said they're expensive and that's why I'm not paying for them. So that's not going to get you laid a lot, right? Like how are you going to get laid if you're not going all in? And I was holding back just like that. I was making dumb excuses. I was prioritizing other things. I was wasting time because I was scared. And that's the only reason that you don't spend money or you don't go out there and hit on 20 girls a day because you're scared. The moment you decide that you've had enough, that moment where you go like, fuck it, I can't do I need to get laid, fuck it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do whatever it takes. That moment where you go all in, that is when you start having results. Everything before that is like a lead up to that moment. And I've talked about when that moment was for me. I've posted it in articles. I'll leave a link in the show notes below. I wrote an article, I think it was called uh, something like, when I finally decided to start getting laid? No, okay. So it was called Going All In With Getting Laid and The Bang in a Public Toilet. And essentially I had a point, this was back in 2018, like early in 2018. I was really frustrated. And a couple of guys called me out on the forums. And one guy in particular said, I find it weird that you even had a third date with this girl. You should have tried hard to fuck her on the first date or at the very least on the second date. And I had a couple of other people who said the same shit to me at exactly the same time. They all kind of jumped on top of me. And that was fucking amazing because I went away and I thought about it for a really long time. And I was like, why am I going on like three, four, five dates with girls and not even making a move? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Do I even want to get laid? Again, it was everything I talked about on yesterday's podcast. I didn't feel like I deserved to be a player. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel like that was me. I didn't feel like I had the right to try and have sex on the first day. I thought like, no, that's for cool guys. That's for attractive guys. That's not me. I'm not good enough to do that shit. So I went away and I thought about it for a while. And I'm going to read out from the log that I made back in 2018. I'm going to read exactly what I said in response to what a couple of people said. I said, hey, Adrian, What you wrote really hit me hard, dude. Thank you for saying what needed to be said. I haven't even been trying to get laid. So this last week, I put some fucking effort in and I got laid. I'm going to tell the story of the woman that I banged below. But first, why haven't I been getting laid? Because I haven't even been trying. As Adrian pointed out, I haven't even been trying to get laid while I'm on dates. And I've been flaking on so many girls who want to meet up with me for no reason at all. Like... I've canceled dates and ghosted girls and messed them around and been too much of a pussy to make a move 
and I've been self-sabotaging nonstop for the last six months at least. I got out a sheet of paper. I actually did this, by the way. I really did get out a piece of paper. And I wrote down all the girls that I flaked on and not tried to bang. And it's more than 15 girls. Yeah, like it, honest, it was honestly fucking 16 or 17 girls. Like it was this massive list. And I wrote down all their names. And these were all girls who had been on a date with me and I just like hadn't made a move or I'd stopped texting them or they'd messaged me and said like, hey, do you want to go on a second date? And because I was just like, scared of getting laid basically I didn't feel like I deserved it I was like this isn't me I literally wouldn't message them back and so there were 15 girls who wanted to go on second or third or fourth dates with me and god I would have slept with probably 10 of them at least at least if not 12 if I'd tried but I didn't try with any of them because I was fucking I didn't feel like I belonged I didn't feel like I was that guy I was like that's not me I'm a fucking loser so I'll keep reading And those are just the ones that I can remember. The real number is probably much more than that. Yeah, that's true. That was like 15 girls I could remember off the top of my head in the last like six months. Fucking hell. Okay, reading. The only reason is fear of rejection. I don't give a shit about being rejected on approach. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. But I have this huge aversion to getting rejected when I actually try to have sex with a chick. So I haven't been trying. I've been satisfied just being on dates with girls and I haven't tried for anything more than that, which is fucking insane and frankly embarrassing as fuck to admit to you guys. I didn't realize I was doing it. As stupid as that sounds, it wasn't until Adrian pointed it out that I had to stop and think, fuck, he's right. So thank you for saying that, dude. I got a ton more numbers from Tinder and OkCupid. Hey, shout out to OkCupid. OkCupid and Plenty of Fish and even Craigslist used to be amazing places to get laid, even up to like fucking... Yeah, like 2017, it started dying after that. Um, I'm surprised I got numbers back in 2018. I thought I had died by then. It's definitely fucking dead now. You can meet some girls on there. They just tend to be a little more serious. Um, If you're a newbie, I would definitely check it out because if you're a newbie, you should be using every app and every website and like, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak, but has definitely died. I'll keep reading. Uh, So I got a ton more numbers from Tinder and OkCupid. I've still been doing a few approaches in person every single day. I'll get late again either this week or next. It's time to stop running from my fears. Yeah, that was like early on when I first started this concept of I have to start running towards my fears. And if I'm scared of something, I have to start facing it, not being a pussy. So I'll keep reading. Um, oh, this is this is another post I made the next day. Um, so I signed up for OkCupid and Tinder this week. I made my OkCupid really sexual My profile says, I'm not looking for anything serious. And under what are you looking for? I put hookups. Oh, look at me. I was a confident little boy. So I messaged this 31-year-old chick with tattoos and got her number. Right off the bat, the conversation was sexual. It was obvious she was DTF. I tried to organize a meetup, but our schedules kept clashing. She joked, you should come and say hi at my workplace during the day, lol. So I did. I took this picture while waiting for her in the lobby and you can't see it obviously, but there's a picture of like a couch and there's a couple of people in the background and there's like a, a um, newspaper on a table and I was sitting in her lobby like waiting for it. I keep reading. There's a toilet downstairs in the lobby. She went in there first. I waited two minutes and then I followed her in afterwards. Jesus Christ, it was absolutely insane sex. Super rough. I spat all over her face. I choked her. I spanked her. The usual. She was moaning super loud and I couldn't get her to be quiet. Yeah, this this toilet was like 
This bathroom was like right next to people, man. Uh, this just made me laugh. So anyone walking past would have heard some girl moaning and a guy giggling like an idiot. <laughs> Here's the pictures of her tits she sent me while she was waiting for me. Uh, you obviously can't see that. I waited a minute or two after she sent that picture and then I snuck in. Yeah, so she she sent me this picture while she was like in the toilets and then I went in. We had to be careful and time it to make sure that nobody was walking past. Yeah, it felt like this fucking like mission impossible. <laughs> She wasn't the absolute hottest woman I banged, but holy crap, I'm happy with myself. She was pretty cute. She was pretty cute. Um, Having sex in a toilet at someone's workplace with dozens of people walking by every minute felt absolutely baller. Yeah. Good job past me. Man, I've done so much crazier shit after this. This was like like newbie shit. But being serious, this was a big deal for me at the time. This was insane for me at the time. (laughs) Haha, you guys, the main reason I did this was literally so I could brag about it to you guys. And say, I fucked a girl in a public toilet at her workplace the first time I ever met her. That's a cool story. So from that point onwards, I then went on to have threesomes. Um, I started getting laid. Spoiler alert, that was when I started getting laid. That was my moment where I then went on and started actually trying. That was my fuck it moment. That was the moment where I was like, you know, I can't keep being a pussy. Thank God Adrian called me out and a couple of other people did as well. No strings attached was also amazing. He wrote me like 10 paragraphs of like this motivational speech that really rocked my world. Um, Another guy called playtime is over those three guys in particular and a few other people, but those three in particular, they were the thing that made me change. So again, to answer the question, what change did I make that had the biggest difference in my results? It was going all in. It was that fuck it moment. That moment where I was like, what have I got to lose? Why am I, why am I sitting on the sidelines? Why don't I jump in? And Ed, for you listening, because I know you'll listen to this, Ed asking the question, you will have the same moment. It's entirely up to you when you have that moment. Maybe someone else will prompt it. Maybe you will just prompt it yourself. Maybe you'll listen to me saying this right this second and you'll decide, why don't I have a fuck it moment? Why don't I just decide to go all in? And in terms of what that will look like, that will depend on you. But as soon as you have that fuck it moment, you'll know what to do. It's basically the moment where you say like, okay, whatever it takes, I'm going to get laid. I put this in my Tinder guide. This is the first thing I wrote in my Tinder guide. You have to do whatever it takes if you want to get laid. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes. And you can't hold back. You're going to have average results for as long as you hold back. And the moment you say, fuck it, I'm going to go all in. I deserve this. Or maybe I don't deserve this, but I can't sit on the sidelines and be a pussy for any longer. I need to go 100% all in. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. That moment is when you'll figure out what to do. Maybe you'll go out and you'll talk to 10 girls a day. Maybe you will go on Tinder and you'll pay fucking $500 for boosts. I've spent fucking thousands of dollars, maybe 10,000. I don't know how much money I've spent on Tinder boosts. And you know what? I don't give a fuck because I've gotten laid. That's what I mean by fuck it. It's like the guy on my forums earlier today saying like, oh, but I can't pay for boosts because they're expensive. Bro, I've spent like probably $10,000. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but that wouldn't surprise me if it was $10,000. How many times have I gotten laid? fucking fifty at this point. How many threesomes have I had? 18 different girls and a fucking foursome. Why do you care about money? Go all in, say fuck it and make it happen. Maybe you have to go outside and do what Roger Roger did and talk to 124 girls in a day. That's a fuck it moment. That's a, I can't be bothered. I'm going to fucking do this. Joe on my forums had a fuck it moment with his content really recently. And he's decided, fuck it. I'm going to go all in with my content and I'm going to go all in with getting laid. I'm going to fucking do this shit. I'm just going to go hundred percent. 
You have to have that fuck it moment. Senga or lost cause as he's known. He had a fuck it moment. He had multiple fuck it moments. One of his fuck it moments was when he had been a virgin for all that time. And I said like, if you're that sick of being a virgin, go pay for a prostitute. And he did two days later. He's like, fuck it, let's do it. Some of you know Bad Idea Bear from the Good Looking Loser forums. His fuck it moment was probably when he took five weeks off work so that he could do nothing except the Approach Anxiety program and hitting on girls and talking to girls. That was a fuck it moment. Radical. His fuck it moment was probably leaving Sydney, coming all the way to Melbourne, just to have a coaching session with me so that he could start taking this shit seriously. That's a huge leap of faith. He'd never met me. He didn't know if I could fucking help him. And he'd never hit on girls in person before. That was a huge leap of faith. But that was his fuck it moment. It's like, fuck it, I got to do this. He's had a couple of fuck it moments since then, but that was the biggest one. So yeah, fuck it moment. I'm going to go get a glass of water. I'll be back in a second and then we will continue. Oh, fuck, that's some good water. That's some good water. So I'll keep reading. Funny side note, when we first moved to this new city that we're in now, Brisbane, the water tasted really fucking weird. And I said to Imogen, you'll get used to it. Just give it like five days. Yeah, like it just tastes like water now. I swear to God, when we first got here, it tasted like fucking ass. I'm not into ass. Well, I'm into girls' ass, but yeah, not general ass. So the next question is, what did you want when you first started? I wanted pussy, man. Um, no, I just wanted girls to be nice to me. Uh, I said that in yesterday's podcast. What did you imagine your sex life would be like when you started? I didn't imagine at all. Again, I just wanted girls to be nice to me. Um, number of women, like I want, I don't know. I wanted like three women to be nice to me. There you go. Uh, types of relationships. Uh, I don't know. I never thought that far ahead. I really, I, I really genuinely didn't have a plan. Um, yeah, like I said, I felt like an outsider from the moment I found good looking loser. I really didn't feel like I'd ever be cool as cool as anyone on the forums or especially not as the website's owner, Chris, big muscular guy, big cool guy, party guy, went to clubs all the time. Everybody loved him. Really popular, super popular, super sporty, popular in high school. I'm talking about Chris, not me, by the way. And so I never thought that I could be any of those things. I never thought I'd live up to anywhere near what he was. So, yeah, I didn't really think about that I'd ever have a relationship. Uh, I guess I thought I'd have a relationship, but not like casual, not like sex. I just thought like I, I never thought about it. I guess in, in my subconscious, in the back of my mind, maybe I wanted like three to five girls to be nice to me and one of them to be like my girlfriend and just she didn't abuse me. Like that was kind of that was where my bar was. Like if I can just have a girl who's like, okay, she can be fat. Maybe she can be kind of cute. As long as she doesn't like literally hit me and call me a piece of shit and tell me I deserve to die, then I'm pretty okay with that. That that was kind of what I, what I was aiming for. But again, I wasn't really thinking about it. So that was like subconscious. Did your goals change? Yeah. I kind of accidentally found success. Was like, I, I plotted along the whole time. Like I just stuck in there and I'm not really sure I guess I stuck in there because I didn't really have a choice. I couldn't go back to being like, I couldn't go back to my old life, right? And I guess I always thought good looking loser and self-improvement and getting laid, the getting laid community. 
I thought that was like going to be my limbo for a while. Like, I guess I thought I would just hang around in the community for a little bit and then I would move on to whatever was next. I didn't know what was next, but I, I didn't think I would always be like trying to get laid. I knew I'd always be improving myself, but I didn't think that would ever like actually pan out into getting laid or anything. So I guess I thought maybe at some point I would fix my fitness. Maybe I'd fix my money at some point. I don't know. Again, I didn't really think about it. So to answer your question, did my goals change? Yeah. Um, Because that was kind of like floating around the community. I I feel like I accidentally found success. Now, of course, I worked hard. Jesus fucking Christ, I worked hard. But I feel like I never expected to be successful until I was quite a long way into the process. Like I was successful for probably a year, maybe two, before I actually felt like, holy shit, I deserve to be here. I talked about that a lot on yesterday's podcast. It probably wasn't until my second threesome that I was like, oh shit, like I'm a guy that can get laid. And at that point I'd gotten laid like, I don't know, like every two weeks on average for the last two years, like a new girl every two weeks. So that's like what, like 50 girls in two years on average, roughly. Cause I counted cause I'm a fucking autistic nerd. <laughs> um, yeah. So then at that point when I started feeling, okay, there was a little point before I really felt successful maybe a year into it. Again, I'm, I'm making up these timelines. Uh, I'm just trying to go from memory. So they're not going to be perfectly accurate, but maybe a year into the journey of good looking loser, I started feeling like, oh shit, maybe I can get laid. I don't know how to get laid. I'm definitely not going to get laid anywhere near as much as anyone else, but I think I can probably get laid like maybe three times a year, maybe five times a year. That'd be cool. Like, wow. Imagine every two months I meet a new girl. And at that point I was me, like I was having sex with a new girl once every like two months, probably maybe once every three months. And yeah, my goals just gradually increased. That's kind of like a sense of entitlement thing. You don't really, that applies to everything. I have that right now with my finances, with money. It's like the bar keeps moving as you keep reaching. It's like you have to keep leveling up. So right now I have a few friends who are on the hunt to earn a million dollars a year. I don't, feel like I deserve a million dollars a year. Fuck no. At this point, I feel like I deserve, if I have to put a number on it, I feel like I deserve $70,000 a year. That's not much given like all the expertise I have. I I won't go into like a huge fucking story about my finances and shit. But the point is I have to get to that point. And then when I get to 70,000 a year, then I'm going to go like, I deserve $100,000 a year. And then I'll go for that and I'll make that happen. Then it will be 150, then two. Like you have to keep leveling this shit up. And the same stuff happened with getting laid. I was only getting laid about once every two months with average girls, average at best, like nothing against the girls, but they weren't like super hot or anything. And so that was kind of what I deserved or what I thought I deserved. And once I got that, I was like, maybe I can get laid every month. And then I did that. Maybe I can get laid every two weeks. And I did that. Maybe I can get laid with girls that are actually really cute. And I did that. Maybe I can bang some hot girls. I did that. And then from there, you just keep leveling up. And then at some point I was like, maybe I can have a fucking threesome. And I did that. And now that's like ridiculous. It's not even hard. That's like the most piss easy thing ever. But the point is you have to keep like leveling this shit up. Next question. Uh, 
What has your approach towards less attractive or non-ideal girls? Oh, sorry. What was your approach towards less attractive or non-ideal girls in the beginning? And when or how did that change? So my approach was to keep an open mind. I've written articles about this. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to, uh, I'll just link to keep, keep an open mind. I think that's the best. Actually, I'll link to two articles. Always keep an open mind. And the second one is called, you are not obligated to have sex with someone. And the super short, super concise point from both of those articles is keep an open mind, go on dates with girls that you're not super attracted to. You don't have to have sex with them. You're not a bad person. I know some guys have guilt. They're like, oh, but why should I go on a date with a girl that I I don't know if I want to have sex with? It's like, bro, that's what girls do. The date is kind of like to get to know someone, to see if you like them. You're not obligated to have sex with them just because you invited them out for a drink. You know what I mean? Like, Go out on a drink, see if you like her. You might find that hanging out with her in person, you love her personality and you're like, holy shit, I'm actually attracted to her. Like, I want to take her back home. You might not. Like, cool. You've learned, you've, you've had a nice night, if nothing else, right? And she's hopefully had a nice night too, if you're a decent dude. Like, why is that a bad thing? So I tried to do that. I've lost count of how many girls I met where I wasn't, I was on the fence about meeting them. And I just told myself, just go on a date and just see what happens. And I would go on a date and I would just like, oh my God, I love this chick. She's amazing. Like she's way hotter than her pictures. You'd go on the date, take her home, have an awesome time. And the times where you do meet a girl and you're not super into her, who cares? Like just end the day after 50, after 30 minutes, you know what I mean? Just hang for 30 minutes and be like, hey, actually like I've got a lot of shit to do, but this was like so much fun. It was really nice meeting you. And then just go home. I've done that like a fucking countless times. Be really nice about it. Like let her down gently, walk her back to the train station, chat with her. Like afterwards you send her a text and you say like, hey, I really had a lot of fun, but I don't think I want to pursue this any further. It was really cool meeting you. And every girl will be like, thank you for being so nice to me. It was fun meeting you too. All the best. Um, I, I have, I still have that mindset now, but my standards have increased a lot for multiple reasons. Mostly because I've gotten laid enough where I'm I'm really happy. Like I, I don't think anyone necessarily needs a hell of a lot more than 150 lays. I'm gonna have a lot more than that. Obviously, I have no idea where I'm gonna finish up by the time I'm like 80. Probably fucking 400 or something. I, I, I genuinely don't know, but I'm focused more now on like longer stuff and more, I'm, I'm more fussy and Imogen definitely is too. Now that we're seeing girls together. So we like a very specific type of girl and Ed asked that question in a second. I'll answer that in a second. He, he literally says, do you have any particular type of girl? So I'll get to that in a second, but I still keep an open mind, but it's less of an issue now. So one girl we met a couple of weeks ago, she was really cute in her pictures, but we we were on the fence. We were like, she's cute, but like, do we want a girl that's cute at this point? Or do we want a girl that's like hot? When we, we said, let's keep an open mind, we'll have like a 15 minute date. If we don't like her, we'll literally just say like, hey, it was really cool meeting you, but like, let's let's end it here sort of thing. We met her. She was like fucking way cuter in person. Like she just had, she was a, Imogen called her a reverse catfish because she was like way hotter in person. Um, Other than that, in the last like 20 or 30 girls that we've met or that I've met, we knew they were all cute. So she was the only one that we were like on the fence about. The only one. 
So that happens a lot less. Whereas back in the day, I used to be on the fence about like, I don't know, every, like every third girl, maybe if I had to put a number on it, I was unsure about a lot of them because my standards were lower. I was obviously less attractive. I was less confident. I didn't know what I was doing. I had less abundance. And I think that's an important point. At this point in time, Imogen and I are seeing four girls. And if you add her into it, obviously I have sex with her as well. That's five fucking girls I can have sex with. I don't have enough time to see them all. Especially because I give priority to my fucking girlfriend that I live with. So we don't want to be even meeting. We're trying to minimize how many girls we meet that we're not 100% into. So other than that one girl recently, there really hasn't been that many. So as your standards increase and as you get more girls and if you as you have more abundance, this won't even be an issue. Like you will just start being with more attractive girls you won't really be with any non-ideal girls because you'll just say like, well, you know, I'm not going to meet them. And I know you literally, I know his question was in the beginning. So he's specifically asking about in the beginning. So to answer that, my approach was always keep an open mind. You're not obligated to have sex with them. Just go on a date and end it after 30 minutes if you're not into it. But you're always best going on as many dates as you can because beggars can't be choosers. You can't be turning down dates for fuck's sakes if you're not happy with your sex life. You need to be going on as many dates as you possibly can Keep it short so you're not wasting time. Like I said, go on 30-minute dates. You can even double book dates. I've talked about how to do that on previous podcast. Just book them in. Leave like a 30-minute or one-hour gap between them. Um, so like see one girl at 5 p.m., for instance, and then see the next girl at like 6.30 p.m. So that will give you like one hour with the first girl and then a half-hour gap and then the second girl and then maybe a half hour gap, and then the third girl. You can like triple book or double book dates if you want to. I did that quite a bit. And if you're really into the girl, you can just be like, hey, I'm super fucking into you, but I got like, you know, work in the morning. So do you want to meet tomorrow or something? Like you can make it clear that you're not ditching her because you're not having fun. You're ditching her because you're busy. If you're really into her, you can even like cancel on the second girl if you want to. That I wouldn't recommend. I I, I never liked to do that because I felt bad doing that. But some guys do that. If you want to do that, go for it. Like as long as you're nice to the girl and you give her as much notice as you possibly can, do that. That's a good way to fit in lots of dates with girls that you're not 100% sure about. Just give yourself the chance to like them. You know what I mean? A, a lot of the time you will go on a date and you would just really like a chick. You'd be really glad that you went on that date. And some of them you'll sleep with and you'll be like, holy shit, what if I had not rocked up? Like I have articles on my website from like lay stories that I've written where I met a girl and I was like, holy shit, this girl blew my mind. And like, I I will post a text screenshot of like a conversation that I would have had with my mate beforehand where he and I said like, you know, um, I said, I'm not that keen on meeting this girl. And he'd be like, bro, why don't you just keep an open mind? Just like rock up. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, dude. All right, I will. And then I'll text him afterwards and be like, bro, holy shit. Thank you so much for talking me into that because she rocked my fucking world. Thank you. So the next question that he says is when or how did that change? As in when did my approach towards less attractive girls change? It changed uh, when I started really having results. It's hard to put an exact like pinpoint on when that was, but it was at the point where I felt like I can get a lot of lays. I can get a lot of girls. I can get laid whenever I want as long as I put in the work. I have abundance at that point. Yeah. Like I started being a little more fussy or a lot more fussy. It also changes. I'm writing an article. Actually, I can't remember if I've written this article, if I'm still writing it, whatever called 
the ebb and flows of your standards. And basically the point of this article is when you have a lot of girls, right? Like if you're seeing, if you're currently dating like four girls or having sex with like four girls, you're going to have really high standards. And then if some of those girls get busy or they fall off, or maybe you stop seeing them, and maybe you only have one girl now, you're going to lower your standards because you're going to be like, fuck, I only have one girl. Like I got to hustle. I got to lower my standards. I got to you know, not be so fussy. I can't turn down every single girl because then I'll just end up with zero girls. So that kind of happens a lot. So if you can get yourself to a point where you have, you know, like one or two fuck buddies, let's say you have two fuck buddies at that point, maybe you don't need to go on any date. Maybe you won't want to go on dates with less attractive girls. Cause you'd be like, what's the point? I've already got like two cuties that I'm seeing. I don't need to go on any girls that I'm on the fence about. And then maybe one of the, one of your fuck buddies or your friends with benefits will fall off and you only have one left. And then at that point you go like, Okay, I, I need to keep more of an open mind. I need to be going on more dates. I can't be turning down all these dates or I'm gonna end up with zero girls. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it here or I'm gonna end this podcast and I will start another podcast, another part tomorrow, because there's a hell of a lot of questions. We're only like halfway through the questions. These are really good questions, by the way. Um but yeah, I'll trim it up here. We'll cut it off here. If you wanna ask questions and have them answered just like Ed has here. Join my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash kill your inner loser. And I will answer your questions on a podcast. Goodbye, ladies and a gentle, a man.